Welcome to the Word Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Shane Hardy. Um, today is going to be probably a little bit longer. Um, hopefully a little bit more in depth. And, and we're just going to do this on the fly. And we're going to do this together. Um, so please, if you like this content, if you like this podcast, please follow us. Please share it. Um, to where we can have some dialogue as well. Today, something I was just thinking about, uh, I wanted to go and see what the Bible says about temptation. And, because uh, we all face it, right? We all face temptation. Um, we all struggle at times. Sometimes you may fall uh, into whatever you're being tempted with. Uh, but it's the grace of God that lifts us up and covers us. Now, that don't mean just go out and, you know, keep falling to the same sin over and over and over and over and over again. And giving you, grace doesn't give you a license to sin by no means. But, uh, so I just want to look and, and let's just have an open discussion podcast about this subject. So... We most often associate temptation with giving into sin and evil, right? And the Bible teaches us that tempting us to sin is Satan's main activity in our lives. That's what he's always trying to do um, to get us to doubt salvation, to pull us away from God. So although our own selfishness and appetite certainly make the tempters work easier, okay, just as blood in the water attracts a shark, so our weakness attracts Satan's attacks. He knows your weakness. He knows your weakness. He knows my weakness. He knows how to get us. The key is, though, is you've got to identify. We have to identify where we are most vulnerable. Where we are the most weak. And where you have the greatest tendency to fall into that sin. And then as you work to strengthen in those areas and with God's help, you will be stronger to defend yourself against future attacks from Satan. Don't do today what you uh, will want to undo tomorrow. I'll say that again. Don't do today what you wish you can undo tomorrow. So, some questions that a lot of people have uh, on this subject is being, you know, is being tempted to sin the same as sinning? Is being tempted to sin? the same as sinning well let's look at Hebrews 4.15 it says for Jesus faced all of the same testings we do yet he did not sin so therefore that tells you okay Jesus was tempted but yet he didn't sin so it's not the temptation it's not the temptation that is the sin it's what you do with the temptation uh, that's a sin. 
Let's look at Matthew 4.1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. Jesus was severely tempted, yet he never gave in to it. Jesus was tempted and remained sinless. Being tempted is not the same as sinning. It's not. You don't have to feel guilty about the temptations you wrestle with. Rather, you can devote yourself to resisting them. In his own battle with Satan, Jesus demonstrates how to prevent temptation from becoming a sin. I mean, so, no. The temptation is not the sin. It's what you're doing with the temptation that is the sin. Right? Here's another question people have asked on this subject. Does temptation ever come from God? Well, let's look and see what uh, what the Bible says. God is never tempted to do wrong and he never tempts anyone else oh there's a police going by no rescue truck sorry about that (laughs) God is never tempted to do wrong and he never tempts anyone else James 1 13 um something going on down the street um Sorry about that. Text messages and everything else. This is hey, this is this is live, this is real, this is unedited. The word podcast. Man, something's going on down the street. Rescue truck, fire truck, fire chief went by, battalion chief. Something's going on. Um Another fire truck. Thank God. Pray for those. Let's pray for those people right now. Father, I just pray for those people. Whatever's going on, Lord, I just pray that you just uh, handle the situation. God, uh, just be with them. Whatever it is, you know. Amen. Alright, sorry. Got a little sidetracked there. So James 1, 13. God is never tempted to do wrong. Uh, he never tempts anyone else either. Okay? Mark seven fifteen. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Temptation originates not within the mind of God, but within the mind of Satan, who plants it within your heart. In James 1, 2. When trouble of any kind... Come our way. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. Although God does not send temptation, He brings good from it by helping you grow stronger through the temptation. So no, God, God does not tempt ever. Ever. So here's what people say. What makes temptation uh, so appealing, so alluring? That's a question. Well, Genesis 3, 6. The tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, right? 
So she took some of the fruit and she ate it. Satan's favorite strategy is to make that which is sinful appear to be desirable and good. In contrast, he also tries to make good look evil. If he can make evil look good and good look evil, then giving in to temptation appears right instead of wrong. You must consistently be aware of the confusion and the confusion he desires to create in us. He's a deceiver. That's what he does. I mean, look at what he said to Adam and Eve. You know, did God really say don't eat from the tree? First uh, Kings one one. Uh, excuse me. First Kings eleven one through three. Solomon loved many foreign women. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. Often temptation begins in seemingly harmless pleasure, soon gets out of control, and then it progresses to full-blown idolatry, which is, you're making that your God. That's an idol to you. But the reality is that the kind of pleasure that leads to sin is never harmless. Before you give in to something that seems innocent, take a look at what God, uh, God's word has to say. If Solomon had done, if Solomon had done this, he would have been reminded that his pleasure was really sin. Let's look at Matthew four, three through nine. It says during that time the devil came and said to him. If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said, I will give it all to you if you will kneel down and worship me. Temptation often often offers short-term attractive benefits but comes with destructive and even deadly long-term consequences. Temptation is often convincingly seasoned with partial truths that are twisted into lies. Mm. Satan doctors it up. He makes that temptation look so good. He makes that sin seem so okay. And then he's got you. And then you fall. And then the guilt and the all this stuff comes in. And I'm not worthy of this. And I don't know if I'm even saying, you know, it's just a, it, you know, it's just a, a vicious cycle. Vicious cycle. How can I know when I'm being deceived? Good question. Good question. Look at Judges 16.6. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me what makes you so strong and what it would take to tie you up securely. 
Ask, your, ask yourself if your conscience still has a strong voice inside of you. Ask yourself that. When your conscience tells you no and your desire tells you desires tell you yes, can you still hear and follow your conscience? In this case, Delilah's beauty and the promise of sexual pleasure completely convinced Samson that she was sincere. What had happened to Samson's conscience? Where'd it go? When you make a practice of not listening to your conscience, you will soon hardly hear it. Then you will then you are extremely vulnerable to the temptation. Don't put yourself in a position where you can no longer hear or follow your conscience. Hey, remove conscience. Where you can no longer hear or follow the voice of God. That is your conscience. I mean, it's like a big red flashing light. No, stop, stop. And you just blow right through it. Acts 17, 11. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. 2 Samuel 13, 4 and 5. So, oh, I don't mess this up. Amnon told him, I am in love with Tamar. Well, Jonadab said, I'll tell you what to do. Go back to bed and pretend you are sick, you are ill. If someone is trying to convince you to do something that contradicts scripture, you can be assured it's wrong. No doubt. Know the Bible well enough to be able to discern when someone is te- someone is telling you something that ain't true. You got to know your word. You got to know your word. You got to listen to the voice of God telling you no. Hey, I'm preaching to myself. I'm talking to myself. I don't always get it right. I don't always uh, not fall, so to speak. Genesis 3.6 It's fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. I mean, it's just... Oh, that's too good to be true. She should have known. 2 Samuel 11, 8. Then David told Uriah, Go on home and relax. David even sent a gift to Uriah. See, if something seems too good to be true, ask yourself if you are being deceived. Sometimes you are wildly blessed, and it's for real. But often it sounds too good to be true, and if it does, it probably is. Proverbs 14.7 Stay away from fools, for you won't find knowledge on their lips. How often do we ignore obvious truths? How often? Stay away from deceitful people. If you want to keep from being deceived, that is, then stay away from deceitful, foolish people. 
Amen. Those are some ways you can know that you're being deceived. Here's a question that gets asked. Do I have the power to resist temptation? Short answer, yes. That's the short answer. Yes, you do. It's called the power of God in your life. The Holy Spirit in your in your heart. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Just going to sum up some, some parts. Uh, through the through this scripture, some things. But Jesus told him, "No, the scripture, the scriptures say." Jesus responded, "The scriptures also say, get out of here, Satan." Jesus told him, "For the scriptures say, the scriptures say, the word of God says." James 4, 7 says, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The devil has less power than you think. The devil can tempt you, but he cannot coerce you. He can dangle the bait in front of you, but he cannot force you to take it. You can resist the devil as Jesus did. By responding to the lies of temptation with the truth of God's word. Look at 1 John 4, 4. The spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. 1 John 5, 4 through 5. For every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Who? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. You can break free from temptation when you change your focus and train your mind. Instead of thinking about your weakness, fill your mind with the promise of God's strength, Instead of thinking about your your missing out what you're missing out on, think about what you'll be gaining by moving in a different direction. You have far more power available to you than you think. The Holy Spirit within us is great enough to overcome any threat against you and I. How about Jude, Jude 1, 24? Now all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. Praise the Lord. As you depend more and more fully on God and really trust him to help you, you will discover the power to resist temptation. Amen. Um, here's here's one more question I want to touch on that people tend to ask. I've asked. I'm sure you have. Don't act like you haven't. Don't be super spiritual. How do I recover? When I have given in to the temptation. 
First John 1 9 and this is all you need but if we confess our sins to him he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness repent now repenting is to turn from you've got to turn from that sin and turn to him you've got to do the things that we've talked about don't just keep Lord I repent Lord I repent Lord forgive me Lord forgive me you'll never get anywhere that way you're just spinning your wheels God's grace is greater than your failure his forgiveness overcomes your sin temptation only wins when it keeps you and I from turning back to God no matter how often you fail God will welcome you back through the love of Jesus Christ he's not going to leave you he's not going to change his mind on you but you have got to buckle down and realize hey I'm not doing this anymore otherwise you're just letting Satan win in your life so before we close I want to touch on two promises from the word of God two promises that he gives us Psalms 1 1 Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with the mockers. Just don't be around that crowd. Don't be around that crowd. If they ain't speaking the truth and the word of God and Jesus in your life, you may have to leave them. Especially if it's causing you to mess up and, and trip up. And secondly... 2 Thessalonians 3 3. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Praise the Lord. Listen, that's all I've got for today. That's all. If you've never given your life to Christ, Jesus died on the cross. Died on the cross for your sins, for my sins. Was buried and rose again on the third day to offer you a salvation. We couldn't get to God on our own. We were separated because of our sin. And all you have to do is cry out to God. Come to the end of yourself. Repent believe in him and receive him into your heart would you consider doing that today if you need to talk to some more somebody uh, more about it you can find me on Facebook Shane Hardy on Facebook Covington Tennessee is where I live reach out I would love to talk with you Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for this, this awesome opportunity to be able to share your word all over. And I pray for those who hear it, that it will touch their heart, touch their life, and that you will save those who are lost, who heal those who are just sick and wounded physically, mentally, emotionally, and bring back 
the one who's straight away. I ask ask these prayers in your precious name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word Podcast. Until next time, dig in, dig deep, and listen to the voice of God.